So it kind of depends. Like everybody is capable of doing everything, and I think that's a good thing because it kind of gives like a new fresh take on stuff. We have a lot of regulars. That's the thing I didn't know we have. Like a lot of regulars are really local. So our naming process uh, took a while because we had like I want to say over 100 names to go through. I guess during the pandemic, you know, I mean, you know, people lost their jobs. A lot of people can't work right now. It just felt, to me at least, it felt wrong to think about like popping up the prices. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to another episode of Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Grange. I'm joined today by Lane, Nupon, and Jalen, three of the five members of Goldie's Barbecue. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, sorry. I, I, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how it goes today and if people know which one's which talking, but okay, <laughs> right. it's, it's all good, right? We're all, all just answering the same questions. Uh, but I've been really excited to do this interview. Uh, I heard a lot about you guys. I, I think in the world of barbecue, people do things kind of one way, and it, it seems like you guys are doing things kind of differently, um, which is, is really neat. Uh, but let's start at the top. Um, Lane, I know you were kind of involved from the start. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read about you, Dylan, and Johnny um, being all friends since since either elementary school or middle school, depending yeah. on, on what uh, website you read. Yeah. Uh, but tell me a little bit about that, and, and was there any fear about going into business with a friend? So actually, uh, I've known everybody except Nupon since elementary school. Right? Okay. But I've known Nupon since junior high. Yeah. So we've so all known each other that long. Oh, that's awesome. And then I'd say probably like in ninth or 10th grade of high school, we actually, that's when we all started hanging out together. Mm-hmm. And then me, Dylan, and Jalen moved to Austin. And I remember there was like one rainy Tuesday and Dylan and I skipped class to go eat at a famous barbecue restaurant. And then that's when we were like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't know barbecue was this good. <laughs> and then eventually Dylan dropped out of college, and he got a job at a restaurant called Terry Black's. And then he got another job where he became head pit master. And then that's when I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I should get another job cooking. And so I ended up getting a job at a restaurant called Friedman's. And I stayed there for, like, two to three years. And then after that, I went to a place called Nicolet. And then from there, we started doing classes and caterings, and we saved up all the money for the restaurant. And we started looking for spots, and we found this place, and then we started working on it, and here we are now. So I guess then for, for Nupon and Jalen, what is your experience working uh, in the kitchen before this? What was your, your barbecue experience? Um, so I I moved back uh, back here, actually, after our freshman year of college, and then uh, I kind of saw them getting ready to see barbecue, so I moved back to Austin again and started working uh, with Lane at Friedman's, Okay, and then pretty much since then, I've just been working at barbecue restaurants. I worked at a place called Bangers after that, kind of just doing whole hog and sausage. Okay. And what about you, Nupon? Um, So my experience was a bit different from the guys. Um, like Jalen, I didn't move with Dylan Lane, um, Dylan and Lane to Austin the first year. Or no, no, not, not Jalen, with Johnny. Um, I was in El Paso for my first year, then transferred to UT Austin, and it moved with the guys. Uh, but my experience was more front of the house management. Okay. Um, I worked at this place called Tycoon in Austin. Uh, it's, in, it's located in the domain, and they're at this new spot called High Noon. Um, but I started off there as a host. It was my first job, and I moved up to server, then immediately moved up to basically general manager um and worked there for about two to three years and um then that towards the end we decided to move back to dallas to open up the spot 
so yeah that's my experience um or the experience i give into this yeah. um to me i was kind of struggling with like what to do because the guys are already doing barbecue like we have like four guys already doing barbecue stuff so and cooking stuff so um i guess i decided like you know let's probably take a different route let's try to do the front of house uh business side of things the back end of things so yeah that's my experience on that. And so there's five of you guys here, five mm-hmm. or five, you know, friends since yeah. you know elementary school or uh, junior high or whatever, uh, wherever you came along those those paths. Um, how does that work? You know, being all friends working together, and is is there like just a built-in mutual respect, or do you sometimes have to check yourself there? I think you got to keep like friendship and business separate. You know, you can't take stuff home, and then you got to lay it all out. If you don't communicate, then you're gonna have a bad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hold stuff in, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. But as long as you communicate and talk to each other and separate friendship from business, I don't see why it should be a problem. But uh, maybe it's uh, easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> our our group dynamic is pretty. I say it's pretty different than most groups. Yeah. Um. I mean, granted, we do have our ups and downs. Um. There are times where we, you know, don't see eye to eye on certain things. Um. But. Like I, I like to tell people, we have uh, we have a brotherhood, you know. Yeah. Um, we're pretty much like family, so even if we get on each other's nerves, we still love each other, um, no matter what. So I think if any group were to go into a business together, I'd say it'd be us. Um, yeah. We'd be able to work it out. So then, do you have all your like defined roles, or do you know like one person's the kind of depends decision maker? Yeah, I was gonna add a. Uh... We all live five people together for five years in a four-bedroom <laughs> house, yeah. so we're pretty comfortable around each other. Yeah, yeah. we've taken road trips together, yeah. like to Portland, New York. So, I mean, we're we see each other pretty much every day. So it's basically like family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing to have that bond. And then, kind of going back to it, is there defined roles? Yeah. Is there one decision maker? Yeah. So it kind of depends. Like everybody is capable of doing everything. And I think that's a good thing because it kind of gives like a new fresh take on stuff. So you can constantly be throwing out new ideas and trying to make stuff better. Uh, right now I'm doing, or for probably like the past five months, I've been doing the morning shift. So I'll put the briskets on, cook ribs, cook turkeys, cook sausage, make the sides, set up the front. And then Dan's been doing the night shift, cooking briskets and pulling briskets, all that stuff. And then Nupon uh, helps me out in the morning, setting up the front, he'll cook uh, sticky rice and... Yeah, do some specials on... Uh, we've been doing a Laos special lately, okay. so uh, just because I'm Laos and thought it'd be cool to mix the two things together. Yeah, I saw that jerky. looked so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> we changed, we changed it up it. since the, the first time we've done it, and it's a lot better now. Yeah, it's really good. It sounds amazing. I yeah. wish I had something for you to try. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be back. I'll yeah. be back to try. Um, we, we are here uh, uh, recording at Goldies today, which is, is really cool. Um, I was reading that, uh, and I know Dylan's not here, but I was reading that he had worked um, some job where he was doing like 18 to 20 hours. He was sleeping at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the grind, maybe not that many hours, but but was similar for you guys and still is. Um, how do you not get burned out on, on barbecue? And maybe we could start with you, Jalen. Um, really, it's just that point Lane was making it, just don't bring it home. That's how I kind of deal with it. Once I leave here, I kind of just forget about it until I have to come back in the work. That's, uh, that's kind of how I've been dealing with it. Yeah. Try not to get burnt out. Yeah, and, and it's uh, the same for, yeah. Yeah, definitely just 
take breaks when you need to. You don't try to burn it. I mean, you saw the blow up couch we had out here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're feeling tired, you know, go take a little 20 minute nap or something like that. Cause we still work at least. I mean, I work probably 12 hour days most of the time I'm up here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just take breaks. Uh, don't, yeah, just try not to burn out. Yeah. We tried to, um, make this sort of more like a home environment in a way. Um, but just because we're in a rural area, internet's not that great. So we wanted to bring like our PS4s and play like Call of Duty or Fortnite and yeah. stuff up here, but we can't do that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that well, we should talk about that after the show. Yeah. I'd love to love to talk about that with you. But um, yeah, that I, I think that's really smart. I mean, for me, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm I'm doing something I love. Um, you know, whether it's my full time job or my part time job, I'm doing something I love. But there's still that kind of, you don't want to get burned out with, with doing it. So I think it's smart, yeah. um, kind of the way you guys have it set up. And um, I'm sure it's easy when you're bouncing it kind of off off each other as well. You know, there's five friends. Um, why was it forward that you decided on? We're all from, uh, we all went to Martin High School. Okay. <laughs> so we have all of our families up here. So, and then, you know, you got lived in Austin long enough to get sick of Austin. <laughs> so it's nice to come up here for a change of pace and look for new restaurants and explore around and whatnot. Yeah. And then, uh, we specifically chose like a more rural area because we wanted to get like more country, old school kind of vibe for a barbecue restaurant. And a lot of the newer places, like they have a different vibe, which works for them, but we wanted to keep it real old school and classic and kind of tucked away, make it like a destination dining spot. And so we ended up driving around Fort Worth every weekend for probably a few months, just looking for restaurants for lease and checking all the websites and working with realtors and whatnot. And then finally we drove past this restaurant and it was for lease and we hit them up and then we came down one weekend and checked it out and it worked with what we were going for. So. And I know there was an established restaurant here in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hard for you guys though, starting a new place in a more rural area to get the word out? What was the marketing like? Um, the marketing, I think it was pretty easy. It was pretty yeah, easy. Yeah. Too I much think because, yeah. yeah, before we even moved up here, this guy named Daniel was working on a D magazine article just because he saw Dylan's Instagram post. And then we got like the news come out. Yeah. So we got a, a decent amount of press for where we are. Yeah. And then, uh, then we got delayed for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of, kind of put a little, uh, bump in the road, but. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about that. You know, you were planning on starting, I believe it was last summer, right, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of got delayed um, up to was it February of this year? Yeah. Um, how frustrating was that for you guys? And was there ever a point where you felt like maybe it's not going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there was one thing after another, but um, the one thing that got us really frustrated was the setup system. Because originally the setup system here was only created for to hold 10 people in the building. Um, so our... But the two restaurants before both had 60 seats in here. Yeah. Okay. And nobody said anything. Gotcha. Up until we... <laughs> yeah, which, which is kind of questionable, but... Um, but yeah, our sewage inspector... Uh, I forgot what her name was. Um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> she wanted us to upgrade it, and she put us through so many like different loops, and uh, we kept returning back to the same spot over and over again and yeah it's i feel stressful just thinking about it <laughs> sorry to sorry to <laughs> no, bring it back up for you <laughs> um but i mean like it, it was a fun experience like we learned a lot uh going through that uh, i mean there's definitely a lot of things that we probably would have changed and done differently at the time but you know we're at 
where we are now, and um, we're happy to be open. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and what were some of the positives that you might have been able to pull from that? Because I think right now we're in a time. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about COVID in a second, but we're in a time where you know a lot of restaurants are going through this, even mm-hmm. established restaurants, and and now they're hitting this big roadblock. Uh, but what were some of the positives that you were able to pull from planning, um, if there are any? <laughs> being patient um, and being super resilient. I think our food really got a lot better, too, okay. uh, yeah. before we... Uh, I mean, it was good. It would have been good if we would open up in uh, in the summer. But uh, I think we got to refine a lot of our recipes yeah. by the time we opened up. So I think we came out a little bit stronger. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I would come up here at least once a week and make every side and... Uh, it'll, be, it'll be like eight, <laughs> four or five times a week. Yeah. Just yeah. doing the same exact recipe. And then try it all on <laughs> yeah. to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I can't even imagine that whole process, especially <laughs> when you're not actually open and yeah. you know, you're waiting for all that. Um, but then when you guys did open, obviously a couple of weeks later, COVID hits and yeah. uh, you had to close right back down. Yeah. Um what yeah, talk tell me about what was what that was like. We had thirteen services in our dining room yeah. before the pandemic happened. And at the time, like, I hadn't done a whole lot of research on COVID right when, like, everything was getting really yeah. bad. So I was like, ah, it probably only lasts, like, a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember I used to get here at, like, four on Mondays to put the orders away and start prepping for the week. And then I remember, like, taking a break and sitting down looking at my phone. And I was like, ah, oh, man, this is about to get really bad. <laughs> and then I was texting them in the morning. I was like, should we open this weekend? Like, should we just wait and see what happens? And so we took a few weeks off. And did our research and got our knowledge up, and then we started doing that uh, just curbside since then. So, yeah, and here we are today. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing I was I was really impressed on with you guys, uh, just reading about, is that um, I know that beef prices went up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you weren't planning on all this to go containers and stuff that you had to buy. Yeah, uh, but your prices stayed the same. Yeah. Um, what was what was the thought behind that? Um. I guess during the <laughs> pandemic, you know, I mean, millions of people lost their jobs. A lot of people can't work right now. It just felt, to me at least, it felt wrong to think about like bumping up the prices, yeah. especially with beef, even if it hit us on our end. But um, I think we, in our situation, when it's just the five of us working, we don't have any employees. Um, we also don't owe money to like banks or anything. I think we are in the best position to you know, not raise our prices. So even if it did, does hurt us a little bit, it's not that much. Yeah. So we're fortunate enough to keep our prices the same. Um, and hopefully at, on the customers and, you know, they're happy about that. And um, we give a better experience off the end. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's one of those times where, you know, you can look short term or long term and it seems mm-hmm. like it's kind of a long term approach um, to, yeah. to go that end. And I think it's really cool and um, really admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on your end, I know that one of the other casualties too was that you guys had classes here um, yeah. that you were teaching, and, and obviously, I'm assuming those haven't probably started back up. No, um, but tell me about those because they sound really cool, and um, hopefully, one day they'll yeah. actually start up. Yeah. So we started doing those in Austin, actually, uh, and then um, that's how we saved the money for the restaurant. Okay. So we had had people from pretty much all over. I think we had somebody from London was the farthest. Uh, yeah, London. Yeah, so we had people all over North yeah. America, pretty much. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot of people from Canada or like a couple below. Guys from couple, a couple of guys, <laughs> not a whole lot. Mostly just like over the U.S. But um, so yeah, it'd be like an all-day class. Typically, we all have Mondays off, 
So Dylan would start the briskets with them, and uh, whatever meats they chose, he'd just walk them through that. And usually they'd leave probably about 10 or 11, so yeah, 12 to 14 hour day. That's but crazy. It was fun. Yeah, we met a lot of people, and uh, a lot of class guys have gone on to open their own restaurants, which is really cool. Uh, one of the guys named Holy Trinity, he just got voted like best barbecue in Oregon, so that's super cool to see. Oh, really? Do you get Do you get part of yeah. that award? <laughs> <laughs> it's all him. So Jalen, we were just talking about you know you're working twelve hour days here, and yeah. um, you know kind of that that shift. Um, when you're teaching those classes, is that more of like a is it a fun thing to do, or it doesn't yeah, feel like... it's, it's more of a hangout thing. Yeah, it's okay. not it's not too stressful, because, I mean, we're not selling the meat. We're just kind of teaching people how to how we would cook it, and yeah. it's pretty much just us hanging out and just drinking beers with people just, yeah, yeah just talking, really. Yeah, I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's great. And speaking of beers, you guys, BYOB, which yeah. I'm, I'm from New Jersey, and basically every restaurant there is BYOB, uh, which yeah. is the best <laughs> um but uh is it true that you were like handing out beers as well yeah we got a our thing was we would get a keg um of like shiner or lone star or something and just uh give that for free uh during the weekend or during service and i think that just gives the experience or gives a better experience to the customers especially when they're waiting in line mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's during the summer and when it's hot yeah um so a nice refreshing beer would uh go a long way for um, the customers and yeah some people pulled up some people actually like drove up and like just took some <laughs> just drove off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a couple people like that but it, it wasn't many times like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, we, were, we were never Shiner boys but yeah. now me, Dylan and Jalen are strictly Shiner boys yeah. okay <laughs> so if Shiner ever wanted to sponsor <laughs> yeah. yeah if you're listening to big Shiner <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I, that's just another one of those things where it seems like you guys are, are just building a community, and mm-hmm. uh, which is is really neat. And I'm sure people are coming from all over. But what's what's the response been like? You know, with return customers and, and especially during COVID, people coming to do a takeout. Uh, it's been really. Uh, we had a lot of regulars. It's, that's the thing I didn't know we, if we'd have. Like, there's a lot of regulars and they're really local too. Because yeah, um, awesome. I know the restaurant before this probably didn't have the same prices we had, and that was one thing we were afraid of. Because yeah. our, our beef, I mean, we use all prime brisket, all pretty much top notch, all the meats. All natural. All natural, products. yeah. So um, that was one thing I was kind of afraid of. But uh, we have maybe like 20 regulars that come here at least okay. once a week. And uh, that's been really good to see. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's super cool because uh, the other restaurants I worked like McLeod, we had a lot of regulars, but here I feel like there's at least like thirty customers. I'm like, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people by name. Too, yeah, so that, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's... especially doing the curbside. I, I pretty much talked to all the customers. So. And it's not like you guys are doing some kind of niche food. I mean, it's it's barbecue in yeah. Texas and Fort Worth, and yeah. so um, for you to have those repeat customers, it just speaks to how well you guys are doing. And, yeah, and especially with the locals here, like we love our locals, and um, their thing here is sandwiches, especially <laughs> top beef sandwiches. So our sandwiches were like 10, 12 bucks before, but uh, we worked. Uh, Worked it out, and we lowered it down to eight bucks just okay. to help out the community as well. And on a homemade bun, too. On a homemade bun and all that. So, That's great. Yeah, because I remember when we first started serving it, like 12 bucks for a sandwich. Some of them were like, ah, maybe not, but I mean, that's like a normal like Austin price. Yeah, 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 for, yeah sure. for a barbecue sandwich. So um, yeah, but now we brought it down to eight dollars for a sandwich, and I think people are receiving that pretty well. And, um, I'm happy that they keep coming back, you know, especially chop beef. Yeah. <laughs> chop brisket, like, 
apparently from what these guys are telling were telling me that uh especially in Austin it was hard to sell out a chop brisket. Uh, but here, like we we go through a lot of chop brisket. Really? Yeah, so we can sell out chop blessing. before we sell it. <laughs> so are you, are <laughs> like you doing sellouts stuff. even on, on all the takeout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. We only serve fresh food, so we don't serve anything day old. So okay. And it's nice out here. We'll sell a lot more chopped beef than anywhere in Austin. <laughs> yeah. And so that means we can quality control our briskets better. So you're actually going to get better sli- sliced brisket because we can sell more chop, and we're okay. not losing any money on that. Yeah. Yeah. That all makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of within the community building and all that, and and just going back to you guys all being friends and uh, for a long time. Um, the name actually comes from, is it one of your trucks? Is that? That's Dylan's truck. Dylan's, Dylan's truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so it's just kind of like a throwback to that. Was that kind of um, how he got started? or? It's So our naming process um, took us a while because we had, like I want to say, over 100 names to go through. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, the top four was Goldie's, um, Red House uh, Barbecue because the building's red, Price's Barbecue because... Over on Big Price, and then I can't remember the other one. Second hand smoke house place. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that should be like a special on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> the front runner was Price's for a moment, and I was kind of bummed out by that. Because imagine right now we were named Price. Like, I'd be yeah. pretty sad. <laughs> but um, we decided on Goldie's because I think it just sounded better and it was named at this one we were tired of trying to come up yeah yeah and then we rolled with it yeah it was originally g-o-l-d-i-e-s okay when we when we were working with our logo guy um i was thinking of uh bucky's yeah yeah so like with the double e's and so i was thinking what if we did double e's instead of the i-e yeah that's how it turned out I wonder if there's people that think you're like associated with Bucky's or something, and it probably helps you out. Yeah, yeah. that's me. That's sponsorship right there. Yeah, right. You can sell our jerky to them. Oh, you'll have to send this around to all the yeah. uh, big corporations. No, that's um, that's cool because I think I always like when there's a, a neat story behind the name. Like mm-hmm. it kind of sucks when you ask someone the name of their place. Like, oh, you know, they just kind of thought of it, whatever. So it's yeah. it's cool to hear, you know, a hundred names you've been bound to get to this. I think it's a great name. Yeah, we actually um, used to use Dylan's truck for the caterings. To okay. Like, for everything, so. And then we named one of the cows back there, Goldie, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. Sense, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's all uh, all coming together. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about the menu. Um, you know, kind of the whole reason you guys exist is your food, right? And, and you've kept it relatively simple, I think. Um, and it seems like there's a lot of barbecue places that are, are trying to maybe stress the boundaries and, and, and try some new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you stick with the traditional approach? So I think like a smaller menu, there's less things to mess up. Mm-hmm. And there's more, there's a bigger chance that somebody's going to get something that's going to blow their mind, yeah. in my opinion. So we kept it pretty simple, but we had a very detailed approach on everything. So like we make our own bread which we learned from uh, Tom. He gave us our first bread mixer, taught us how to make his famous white bread. Uh, we make all the dressings, like the mayonnaise, the slaw dressing, mustard, hot sauce, pickles, barbecue sauce. What else do we make, Dan? Um, a lot. Yeah. Banana pudding from scratch. Yeah. Um, everything is made from... All fresh vegetables. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that we get from a can is just tomatoes. Okay. Because yeah. canned tomatoes are better. They are better, yeah. <laughs> um, but we use that for the beans. And then 
all of our meats, we use Creekstone, Black Angus beef, all natural, no antibiotics, no hormones. Hormone, yeah, yeah, sorry. The rack on part, pork ribs, uh, what turkeys do we use? Uh, elephant farm. Elephant yeah, farm. Okay. And then we'll use, uh, Dura pork butts, and we mix it up with our beef for the sausage. Let's see, what else? And then usually we try and run a couple of specials too, so we'll usually try and do a special sausage, special dessert, special side. Yeah. Just to keep it interesting, keep us yeah. creative. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that earlier uh, with some of those specials, and yeah, yeah I'm sure that um, is even more of a reason for people to keep coming back. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite thing on the on the menu, on the set menu? Uh, probably the sausages. That's my, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the day for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you eating barbecue every day? Or you guys... I try and sample yeah. it just to make sure it's tasting right. Is that why? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and then I'll usually sample all the sides to make sure they're well balanced together. Okay. Yeah. Same here, I'll just... Take a few bites here and there, and, like, oh. and I'll usually give some bites just to whoever's like around at that moment. Okay. Yeah. So you haven't gotten sick of it yet? Not, uh, not really. I can eat it maybe maybe two times a month, something like that. If it's in front of places that aren't here, okay, yeah, I can go out and eat some barbecue, like maybe two. Yeah. Okay, so you actually go. Yeah. Well, Dan, Dan and I actually went to a place called Smokeaholics in Fort Worth yesterday, yeah. and it was really really good. That might be one of my favorites in DFW. I, I love that place. Yeah. yeah. And then actually tomorrow. Dale and I are going to go to Cadillac. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we're going on a road trip, so we'll probably just stop and try some barbecue restaurants. Normally, when I eat at a barbecue restaurant, I don't eat, like, a full meal. Yeah. I just, like, go and see what they're known for and try some stuff. So do you ever get ideas from places you've been to? Hmm. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's <laughs> not really. I feel like there's, like, a few places in Austin that gave us, like, inspiration back in the day. But uh, not as much anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Nah. No, it's cool. I mean, it keeps you guys fresh. Yeah. And, uh, kind of My favorite your place is two uh, in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, really So if someone if someone comes here and they get brisket that's not up to snuff or whatever, who's who's that pinned on? I mean, who's who's in charge nah, of the flavors nice. here? Nah, it's <laughs> whenever you mess up a brisket in the beginning, by the time it's done, it's gonna be ma- magnified. Okay. So it's like a full process. But if you got a bad slice, it would be my fault because I shouldn't have cut that slice. Okay. So that's what I was talking about earlier. When I quality control, I wouldn't serve a bad slice. I would chop it. Okay. So ideally, hopefully, in my opinion, and what I look for in barbecue, you shouldn't be getting any bad slices because it's nothing that I wouldn't eat. And if it was, then I would chop it up and toss it. And I know it tastes good anyways. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. It's it's good to know that it is being quality controlled yeah. and it's it's good to know the thought that goes behind it. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just true of, of basically everything you guys do here. I mean, um, for me, one of the throwaway items at, at basically every barbecue restaurant is the bread yeah. um, and the pickles because I love pickles. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite, but usually it's just, you know, from a jar and yeah. they're overly yeah. salty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something that you guys put a lot of time and care into and, and it's the free items here. So mm-hmm. why do you put that extra effort into those things? I think it just goes to make a whole better meal, a whole better experience. For sure. And I think that's why we have so many regulars because our prices are a little bit more expensive, but you're also getting free homemade bread, free yeah. pickles, our barbecue sauce isn't cheap, yeah. and people seem to like they really like it, so yeah. I think it ends up being a pretty good deal. If you over-order, obviously you can spend way too much money, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but like less is more barbecue, like you can order like a half pound to two-thirds of meat, and you're going to be full. Yeah. And when you, when you talk about 
full experience, like giving the customers a full experience, you have to include sides with that, right? Um, and for us, making sure or giving to giving details to the sides and making sure it's up to par to what we like uh, gives into that experience, customer experience. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say if you're at like a steak restaurant and I mean, you ordered like ribeye, but the mashed potatoes weren't up to par. Like, yeah, the ribeye's good, but you're going to still leave with sort of a negative experience because the mashed potatoes weren't good. So, with us being able to quality control the size and make sure that they're up to par, we can make sure that like customers always leave with a better experience, I guess. I think that's a great point. I think it's like you said, like you you don't go to a steak restaurant and, and give the restaurant a pass because their mashed potatoes were bad. Mm-hmm. Like you, but with barbecue places, oftentimes the sides are just okay. throwaway, and yeah. you give them a pass. So uh, I think it's cool you guys are going with that. What what are the two other sides? Is it is it potato salad, coleslaw, cheese grits, potato salad, coleslaw, and pinto beans, and then okay. we'll do like pasta salad, collard greens. We've done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've done, got, you said banana pudding as well, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, banana pudding, bread made pudding. Scratch made pecan pie, homemade oh, yeah. ice cream. Nice. Made pecan those rice. Yeah. Um, another lot of dessert called Nubbon. Um, I'm working on a new one because people have been asking for the coconut secret rice back. The mango's out of the season, so I'm working on a pumpkin custard um, with coconut secret rice. Um, and some other dessert, like Southeast and Southeast Asian desserts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we got a lot of ideas and um, I think I like this setting, especially working on open from Friday to Sunday, like that gives us time to pay attention to like the details and also be creative. Uh, we're not having to like burn ourselves out because we want to make it special. Um, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, we we should have done this at lunchtime. All sounds really good. Um, so maybe if you guys want to just give me one last pitch for for the people listening, you know why why choose here? There's we've, we've said it. There's a lot of options in Fort Worth. Um, you know what what is it? I think for me, it's it's seems like the community aspect and, and the fact that everything goes you know all the sides and, and all that are, are taken mm-hmm. care of as well. Um, but but for you guys, what, what's the big pitch? It's a good question. Um, I would say, you know, if you want newer style barbecue with an old school vibe, that's a little tucked away and you can feel like you discovered your own spot. You yeah. know, I feel like coming out here would be pretty cool. You know, there's uh, lots of trees, lots of green. <laughs> that, yeah, it's a we, great spot. We have playlists normally of like old school country music. When the dining room was open, we had free beer. So, you know, it's uh, got the good vibes, we got the good customer service, and I stand by our food. Yeah. And if you want something that's what we do here, like the menu is traditional in itself, but there's attention to detail, you're always going to get that here, especially with like the lost food, which is something totally different that people's never ha- people never had before. Um, you can rest assured that like it's like the OG way of doing it, yeah. um, but with attention to detail and um, not just you know half-assing it. Um, and yeah, like Blaine said, um, we want to give our customers 
the best experience as possible, not just with the food, but with customer service, customer service um, atmosphere, atmosphere, getting to know their name, like each person by name, uh, hooking them up, um, especially the regulars, you know. And what I like about us a lot is once we have like leftovers or we're towards the end and we have a bunch of leftovers, we just give out for free, you know. That's cool. Um, and I think that goes a long way, especially with our prices and, you know, um, how expensive things could get. Uh, just being able to let the customers have that free experience or whatnot. Yeah. It's there's like a, what time we closed last Sunday? Like one, yeah, van rolled up with like five people at the end, and uh, we were pretty much sold out. We had like maybe seven sausage links left, and uh, we're not gonna pay them for that. So, uh, I just brought them out the rest of the sausage links, like a little bit of size that we had, and they, they seemed to really like it and enjoy it. They said they're gonna be back, so yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> how you win people back yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't seem like you're doing that in order to win people back, yeah, it seems yeah. like it's coming from a genuine place, no, which yeah. is cool. I just know they probably drove from somewhere far and just yeah. wanted to eat so uh, that's why I try and stay up to date on social media yeah. so if anybody was coming from Dallas and you're about to run out of food hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen yeah. you, can always, <laughs> yeah. you can always call ahead and check on cars so that doesn't happen yeah yeah, yeah so why don't you uh, just tell me real quick what are your hours and then um, how can people find you on social media to keep up to date um, our hours are Friday to Sunday um, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or until we sold out uh, our social media uh, is Goldie's BBQ on Instagram. Uh, same for Facebook as well. Uh, we have a Twitter, but we're not active on it. Okay. But if you want to follow it, it's Goldie's BBQ as well. Our website's goldiesbbq.com. Um, and Johnny wanted me to mention this, his Twitch. <laughs> uh, Johnny Ray White, Johnny J O N N Y. And his YouTube channel will be the same thing as well. And also, he's writing a brisket journal. Okay. Um, and all the proceeds will go to a charity. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how can people get that? Or is it... Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. We'll probably post it on, on our Instagram as well. Um, he's pretty much done with it. He's going through the editorial process, I guess. Uh, but pretty much everything that he knows, like no filtering out um, any ideas or anything like that. Um and yeah, so he's writing that out and should be ready to go sometime in the next month or so. Okay, cool. Yeah, and and please let me know when that comes out, and, and we'll share it as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys again so much for coming on. It was it was great talking with all of you today, and um, I, I can't wait to come back and try the food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking and pastry, kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.